You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz Studios, live in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Chatting with Kathy. Hello, everyone. Bing is for doing, and today we are doing another episode of Chatting with Kathy on AfterBuzz TV. I'm your host, Kathy Kelly, and joining us today is Matt Dallas. Matt, thank you so much for coming in today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And Matt, you've been on so many productions. You were in um, Kyle XY, which mm-hmm. was your breakout role, um, and now you're back on Baby Daddy on ABC Family. Yeah, it's it's been fun because it really has been almost like a mini kyle xy reunion i know we even had a lot of the cast come to one of the tapings so it was like a full kyle xy reunion at one of them uh so it's been a lot of fun and just to get to like reconnect with jean luke mm-hmm. uh on screen has been a blast yeah um it's crazy too how much he's just grown he's just like not an just adult physically now. but as an actor as, as an well. actor <laughs> and it, but it's crazy even like we went for drinks just before or we went to dinner I mean and we I got there and he was sitting at the bar waiting for me and it was just like such a trip because the last <laughs> time I'd been like like working with him he was underage yes um, but anyway it's been <laughs> fun so I want to talk about um, your entire career all of the projects that you've been on I want to take it back to the very beginning though mm-hmm. you grew up in Phoenix Arizona you're the oldest of four kids yes so what was your family life like growing up um I mean family I, I, I love coming from a big family I love that there's four of us and even beyond that we have an extremely close extended family so I've always been surrounded by like cousins and aunts and uncles and everything and uh but I come from a family of like athletes so it was it was different to be an actor but it there I mean my family's always been incredibly supportive and uh so I mean growing I can't complain I had a pretty great childhood yeah and I heard that your first role as an actor was the gander in the ugly duckling (laughs) yeah and your grandma actually took you out to audition for that role and you just fell in love yeah that was I mean my kind of my grandma recognized that I was I played sports growing up because that's what you do in Phoenix Mm -hmm. and uh but she realized that that's just not where my passion was I would have fun but I was just like out in right field chasing bees and well, my dad was like the coach yelling at me to pay attention. <laughs> uh, so then, yeah, so she took me to an audition for my first play. And uh, yeah, from that day, I just kind of knew that that's where I belonged. Mm-hmm. And no one else in your family is really involved in the industry. No, not at all. So what drew you to acting? I don't know. I think just, like I said, like that from the time that I had, like, had that first audition for that play, I just... It was like everything just made sense. I, I had found where I was supposed to be, and then there was never any turning back. And I just kept going and yeah. found myself in L.A. and eventually on a show. That's crazy. So you ended up going to the Arizona School for the Arts mm-hmm. and um, focused on theater there, correct? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I went to school there for a little while uh, and loved it. And yeah, I did theater there. And I heard, I read online that they have like, a challenging curriculum in that it's you take five classes in the morning and then you focus on whatever wow, yeah. project well, here. Well, because it was, 
I think, especially in Arizona, I think it was the, at the beginning of when charter schools were really kind of starting to find their way. Yeah. And especially being a performing arts high school, they didn't want to get a rep for like allowing their kids or the kids to kind of like slack on the academics. So they they were. It was, it was extremely important for them to like push the, like it, they called it a college prep school, but the, to push us to like academically to strive academically as well as artistically. Do you think that you grew a lot more because your peers were also in the same boat? I guess. Yeah, absolutely. But but it, and it was also like a smaller school, so it was such a support system where everybody there was trying to achieve the same thing, and everybody was just passionate and so excited about having that opportunity that it was essentially it was just a great kind of uh environment to really grow and thrive mm -hmm. um and i know that that's also one of the top schools in arizona um i read that it was top four in the entire state as far really? as academics go yeah really i yeah. didn't even know that yeah so that's you must cool. be a smart guy to have <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's funny. Um, so when you were 18, you moved from Arizona to Los Angeles. How did your family cope with that move? Uh, you know, I, I remember moving there. Like, my parents, like, packed, helped pack me up and moved me out into my first apartment. And uh, the entire trip, my mom just bawled. She just cried the entire Aww. time. Uh, the whole way out there, the whole way home. Uh but it was sweet. And then, I, like I said, I'm the oldest of four kids. So I think even my parents are like, all right, he's out of the house. He's gone. Now we got three more. <laughs> like, so, uh, but it, like, every, they've been, were incredibly supportive since the beginning. So uh, it was well. It was good. And you had been focusing on acting for a while at that point. But were there any surprises when you moved out to Hollywood? Yes. Because, you know doing theater in, in high school is like everything is just kind of there for you and it's made easy and you get to LA and you're I just was I have no idea what to do or how, like how do you get a headshot how do you get an agent how do you so like trying to figure all that out mm -hmm. was definitely a challenge uh, I've been very fortunate that like one th it would kind of one thing would lead to another would lead to another that kind of like put me on my path but even still, it's so hard moving out like out here. So it's like anybody who like has the guts to like come out here and do it. It's yeah. just like I have so much respect for it because it is uh, because you're, it's not like you're given a a no one gives you like a, a, a playbook of like okay this is how you yeah. do it. You just have to figure it out. Everyone just thinks that you move out here and the luck you get discovered and it's all just easy from there. Yeah, I. It's, it's it's funny because yes because I was lucky that I I met the, some of the right people that mm -hmm. put me uh, on that path, but even still I was I wasn't like somebody that like a director or producer walked in and went you I'm going to put you <laughs> in a show or or I'm going to make you a star exactly. Uh, so what was the first thing that you did out here once you you know made the move? Um. Well, I did a few, like, you know, I did a few very campy kind of horror films. I yeah. did, uh, I did a play that did not, I, cause I like grew up doing theater, right? Yeah. Like we just talked, and, uh, then I was like, well, I'm going to do theater. I'm going to like, that's what I know how to do. Yeah. And I had a really terrible theater experience oh, no. that was just like, uh, not great. So that kind of scared me away yeah. from the theater scene for a while. Had you um, enrolled in acting classes at that point? Or? Yeah, okay. And okay. I, so, so, yes, I got into a class. And yeah. that actually was, like, the best thing that I could have done. Because mm -hmm. even from there, you kind of, like, you find yourself in a, a support group of other people who are kind of trying to do the same thing. 
and uh, that was definitely the best thing that uh, I did. Mm-hmm. Any friends still from that class? I know a lot of actors, like, they say their first acting class is, like, where they developed a lot of their... Yeah, I mean, I definitely... Uh, uh, I have a few of them that I still keep in touch with uh, mm-hmm. kind of sporadically that will kind of run into each other or like make sure to uh, make it a point to catch up. Mm-hmm. It's just so hard in this town because it's like you're always meeting so many new people and even just even on pro- like films, you're constantly like, it's not like a normal job where you go and you are with the same people every day for years or yeah. whatever, you know, you work together for a few months and then you move on. But that's also one of the most exciting things about this industry is you're constantly meeting with and collaborating with new people. Yeah. Um, Speaking to that point of, you know, you might have a job at one point and then you it's a while until you get your next job. Did you have to take up a job outside of acting? I did in the beginning. Yeah, I was I was waiting tables. Yeah. I was working in retail. I was at first it was like any cuz I moved out here like without a car. I moved I was taking the bus for my first year and a half living here. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so public transportation I in know, LA is in Los not Angeles. The best. <laughs> it was uh it was crazy. I'd spend more time trying to get to a place than I would actually spend at the place. Mm-hmm. Um Did that hinder you in auditions? Just because yeah. you had to travel so far? Well, before I started like re- this most of like the day jobby stuff was uh, before I was like really auditioning, uh, and then I started modeling a little bit, and then that was enough that like it was paying the bills so that I could like afford a car and I could have time off so that I could actually make auditions. So doing that actually changed a lot of it. Yeah. So you mentioned you were in a lot of independent films, and mm-hmm. then um, one of your first roles on a series was you had a guest role on Entourage, mm-hmm. and that was kind of at its peak. Entourage was huge. Yeah. What was it like being on that show? That was exciting, because to me that was like my first big job, and it was like everybody was talking about Entourage, and I wasn't even a, a SAG member at that point. Like I remember I got the call from my manager saying, they want to book you, but you're not SAG. And so it was like a mad scramble to figure out how I could join the union so that I could do this job. And uh, I think I just like even like showing up, I was so nervous. I didn't know what I was doing. It was like being on a real show. And uh, but it was fun. And the guy like the guys were so nice, like Mm -hmm. as nice as could be. How did you end up figuring out how to get SAG? Uh, Well, it was a long story. I I had to do some like background work on War of the Worlds, which was miserable. (laughs) It was awful. It was like three in the morning, like just running up and down a hill in the freezing cold for hours and hours. Uh, yeah, it wasn't fun. <laughs> was like there's like 300 of you and you're just being herded like cattle. Yeah. That's another thing. I have like so much respect for background work is like our background actors that like anytime I'm on a set with them, it's just like they deserve so much respect. Have you done extra work before then? That was my own. That's the only okay. time I've ever done it. Uh, yeah. It is very... Have you done it? I, I did it like two days, um, just randomly, because my friends had done it, and it's it's very interesting. Like, yeah. That they treat you as props, almost. It's exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they treat you like props. Yeah. I would, were you... Would it, was it a movie or a, um, a It was TV? for uh, 90210. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. it was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> what was the... F- I know, like, Entourage was your first big role in your mind. Um, what was it like seeing yourself on television for the first time? Uh, it was exciting. I mean, it was definitely exciting. And it was, like, the first time seeing yourself on film, too. It was, like, all these different, like, 
you're constantly just like overanalyzing every little move that you made and the way that you said every little word. And so it was, it was definitely a learning experience. And now I've kind of learned to just like let it go. Yeah. Are you a perfectionist? Uh, I am up until like the point of working. Mm -hmm. But I think, especially now in my life, I've kind of realized that you, if you spend too much time trying to make something perfect, then you're not going to be free. And you have to be, especially doing what we do, you have to be free. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so now I think you just like, you do the work and then you trust it and then you have to let it go. Sometimes some of your best moments come from flaws. Too. Exactly. You you learn from failing. Mm-hmm. So that's, or yeah, so I think that that's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, so Kyle XY was kind of your breakout role and you landed this job about five years after moving out here. Um, so what was it like? I know there was so much buzz around that show. I actually remember uh, visiting L.A. and seeing skywriting of Kyle XY in the sky. Um, so what was it like to, like, what did your, what was your family's reaction to being on, to you being on a show that was so heavily promoted? Yeah. Uh, well, I, we had no idea that it was going to, they were going to promote it as much as they did. So, and I was in Vancouver for most of it shooting, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would have people texting me like, Oh my God, they're, they're, they're writing who is Kyle XY in the sky above the beach. And your posters are all over the mall. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it was a bit overwhelming, but again, it's like after five years of moving to LA and seeing all that happen, it's like your dream coming true. And it's just like, wow, like it's happening. Yeah. So it was, I mean, one of the most thrilling and exciting times of my life. Mm-hmm. And LA is one of the places where they promote those shows the most. The most. Billboards everywhere of you. Like, what it was, was so that like? Weird. It was so weird. <laughs> It's so strange. Even now, when I think back on it, it's just so surreal. Mm-hmm. Um, so your family and their reaction to um, seeing it, I just want to go into that a little bit yeah. further. Um, I know you said that they were always supportive. Mm. Did they you know, run out and tell all their friends? Or Oh, yeah. My grandma had signs in her front yard. She had like built a banner for the front yard of oh. her house that said, like, Kyle X Y is my grandson yeah. or something like that. And it was cute. They would like have viewing parties every episode to watch it and um it's 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 awesome. Yeah. yeah. They're pretty cool. And you're really close to your grandparents? Uh extremely close to my yeah. grandparents. Yeah. I saw the Jimmy Kimmel interview with you and you said that your grandma was so like upset with uh you not being on <laughs> or something. About not being what? Oh, was, on Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, Jimmy oh, Kimmel. Um, he had missed it for yeah, whatever that's reason. Right. And he was. Uh, I, I don't know. Remember why he was either sick or something. And then they wanted to reschedule. My grandma was still like she didn't understand why I couldn't just do the show anyway. And I was like, well, grandma, there's no show without Jimmy Kimmel. And she just did not understand that. That's so cute. Um, but it's funny actually. On the way over here. I was on the phone with my grandma and she was telling me about cause how she just watched Baby Daddy last week and yeah. she was giving me her, she's like, I'm not sure about your hair. She's like, and it's not just me. She's like, I wrote your fa- your fans on their your Facebook page or your fan page on Facebook and they agreed with me. Your grandma has a Facebook? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm getting so much trouble. I really love searching for my grandmother. Oh, no. But she, but she already, like, she talks She talks to the fans and stuff. It's, she's so she sweet. She's, like, such a hoot. She, like, she's it. the most amazing woman. But it is so funny. And I told her, I was like, oh, Grandma, you're going to see this interview that I'm about to go to right now, and you're not going to like my hair either. <laughs> she gets so on me about it. But she's, like, my favorite person in the world. Aww. So I love it, yeah. That's adorable. Um, so... 
I know the audition process for Kyle XY was very, very quick. Um, yes. They cast it in under a week. Yeah, it was like... I think they cast everybody on the show except for Kyle. And so I think there was like a mad scramble to find him. And my manager had actually been trying to get me in multiple times. And they just... Because at that time, I was still like yeah, new. and Very and, few credits. And very few credits. So... Uh, they like weren't seeing me, weren't seeing me, and then finally, I was literally like sitting in the waiting room, one of the last people to audition for it. And uh, then from there, it was just like within a week, it was just like boom, boom, like network, uh, director session, studio, whatever, the whole process. And I always found myself in Vancouver just like shortly after. Yeah. Um, what was the audition process for that like? Uh, well, I think anytime you're kind of like testing for a project. The stakes are just so high and mm-hmm. there's so much pressure that it's just like nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah, and especially being so green and young at the time that I had never gone through that process. It was just um, but again, it was just something you just have to like dive in. You just go for it. Yeah. Uh, and it gets easier the more you do it. <laughs> well, I know now you've had a lot of success. Um, was there any time that you went in for an audition earlier in your career that you didn't get it and you were really upset? Of course. There's so many times where you go in and you're like, I was amazing. Why didn't I book yeah. it? Um, but then there's other times that you go in and like you've like all prepared and ready to go. And then you get in there and you just blow it for like whatever reason. So, But again, that's just it's all part of the process. And it's all like... You know, I really believe that everything happens for a reason and yeah. it's about timing and things matching up and uh, I don't know. It's all just about the journey. So that's how you overcome. I mean, that's how you overcome and you can't like take it personally when you don't get the job or mm-hmm. you just have to be like excited for the next opportunity. Yeah. Um, so as you mentioned, Kyle XY was taped in Vancouver. It was over the span of about three years, right? Mm-hmm. And um since you were there for so long, I know you got so close to your castmates, and you actually ended up living with one of your castmates. Yeah. How um, describe how you guys got so close? Well, I think especially in a, an environment like that where you're on location and you go away and you're with these people, and they're the only people that you know in that city at that time. So you're you're with these people, you work with them, you you play with them, like every, you're just together all the time. So you really do become like a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, so second season, when we were back for second season, April, who I lived with, uh, she and I were just like, yeah, let's let's get a house together. And we rented this, like, ridiculous house that, like, hung off a cliff in Vancouver <laughs> and overlooked the ocean. And um, it was fun. We had a lot of fun times in that house. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know you guys were all so young at the time, but uh, there were a lot of pranks, like, pulled on set. Oh, yeah. what was the craziest one? Oh, I don't even remember. I I wish I had a good example for you, but I can't even think of it. But it was always like, like again, because we were such a close group. And even with the crew, we were so close with the crew as well that it was just such a fun environment. And everybody was always happy, just happy to be there. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching the show way back when. um, But then now looking back at it, I had no idea that like Corey Monteith was on it. And there are so many stars. Taylor Pitch was an extra in our pilot. I wouldn't want to say extra, but he was like a glorified extra. Yeah. And now he's like a movie star. (laughs) It's crazy how many people have gone on and done. From that show. Yeah, from the show. Yeah. Um, So you also worked with Hilary Duff in the ABC Family movie, The Beauty and the Briefcase. And and you were rumored to be um, in her Bonnie and Clyde movie. Um, 
Yeah. And that never really came to fruition. I never really, I, 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 even when we were working together, I was like, so do you know any more like what's happening with this movie? And yeah. she's like, I know just as much as you do. So I don't know. So I, was that complete rumor? Like, no, it was or? supposed to, it was supposed to happen. And I don't know. Every once in a while, I'll get, uh, the director will hit me up and say that it's still happening, but it's really here. So I don't, I don't know what's going on yeah. with that. She's probably going to hear this and be mad at me because I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but but uh, I mean, that's six years ago at this point. Yeah, right? it, it's been years. So uh, it would have been fun. I would, I was, I was actually really excited about the project because it would have just been so much fun to shoot and mm-hmm. play, dress up and shoot guns. And, yeah. Yeah. Old-timiness. Yeah, old-timiness. So, uh, you are currently a recurring role on ABC Family's Baby Daddy. Yes. And this is a mini Kyle XY reunion Mm -hmm. on the show. You're in season two, and you play the love interest of Riley, who is Jean-Luc Bilodeau's character's... Love interest kind as well. Of love interest <laughs> as well. Yeah, they've they built quite a, an interesting little love triangle, uh, which is it's been so much fun. It's like to go back and like play the guy that's making Jean Lou's life kind of hell. It's been uh, fun. Yeah, I've only seen you've been in one episode so far. Yes, and uh, or I guess I was just they've um, aired one episode. They've aired one episode, uh, and I'm just introduced at the very end. So yeah. this next episode will be like kind of the big episode mm-hmm. where I'm really in it and stirring up the pot and causing trouble for Jean-Luc's character. (laughs) Uh, So did you go in for the role or they just called you because they wanted that? They called me for this one. Okay. But it is kind of funny because originally it was Jean-Luc was like, you better take the offer. He texted me and I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. (laughs) So then the uh, the actual offer came like a few hours after that. But uh, it was kind of, it was just funny how it all happened. And Mm. That again, like that set is one of the most fun sets I've ever been on, and this was my first time doing sitcom as well or live camera, yeah. uh, which is just a totally different experience. Uh, is that more similar to theater since you have that is. live audience? It's a little bit because you rehearse all week and then you essentially like put up the play at the end of the at the end of the week. It's just there's a lot of stopping and starting, mm-hmm. but it also like in between scenes and in between setups, like music is playing and everybody's dancing, so it's just such a fun place to be. Uh, and that seems like a close knit cast as well. They're super close, and how they the talk, I'm just, like the pranks on that show. Like they're always <laughs> up to something. Like what? Uh, Have you gotten pranked? I didn't get pranked. I I uh, I pranked Derek. We oh. it was actually the producer's <laughs> idea because at the end of the episode, uh, he has like a moment with like his love interest where she comes out from the, the bedroom and. We were getting ready to do like the last take of it, and the producers were like, Matt, 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 go, go back and you come out. So I came out instead of his love interest and was like, Hey, Danny. <laughs> uh, and it, it, he was just so caught off guard. I don't even think he knew how to <laughs> react to it because he has like the audience and everybody's watching, and the cameras are rolling, and he's just like, Wait a second, that's not supposed to happen. Yes, and. <laughs> and yes, and. <laughs> so it, it was funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you've done so many different mediums. Um, you've done theater, you've done television, now you've done sitcoms, um, films as well. What do you prefer? Um, well, I'll say probably the most fun has been like live, uh, live audience, like sitcom, but what do I prefer? I don't know. It's so hard because they're also different. There's something about being in like being on a series that's like so incredible because you do like I said you really like form a family with them and it's like nice to go to work with those people every day um 
and then film is just exciting because it, it is it is what it is like it's its own little piece of magic that's created and you kind of just get to do it and work with all these people and then like let it go into the world and let it exist and um so there's something kind of magical about creating that as well mm-hmm. so i don't know that would be a hard question to oh, answer to okay. really get my favorite. <laughs> Um, so I know a couple of years ago you went on a road trip with mm-hmm. a couple of your friends and filmed a documentary featuring um, the lives of veterans who had come back from active duty. What mm. was that experience like? I mean, life changing. It really was like originally Stephen Graham, who is writing this or wrote the script and the kind of the, the whole inception of the idea, like started with him. Mm-hmm. He. Because you're planning on turning this into a screenplay as well. It will, yeah. yeah it actually uh, the the road trip was research for the actual film. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he brought me on, he was kind of telling me about the project because we did like a western together, and he was telling me about the project and how we wanted to go out on onto the road and meet with veterans and actually sit down with them. And uh, I was like, man, you got to do this! Like that's amazing. And then that's when he like recruited me and was like, I would love for you to be a part of this project. And so we did. We just hit the road and like had faith that people would want to talk to us. Cause at first we could not get anybody to agree to meet really? with us because you think about like, you're like three guys from Hollywood want to come and make a movie. Like you're, it's a little, I, I totally get it. Like they're we're, reluctant, to we're share ask, their they're reluctant to share and we're asking them to divulge some of the most personal moments of their like experiences of their lives. Um, but I think like once we got out and we you would meet with one guy and then he would kind of vouch for you and then it just kind of it became like a chain reaction or kind of grew that people we would have more and more people vouching for us and knew what we were trying to do and that our intentions were actually like positive. to tell their story yeah. and positive and we wanted to like shed a light on their experiences and what they're going through and their struggles now trying to react uh, reacclimate to uh, civilian life. Um, but it was like heading into it, we thought, oh, this is just going to be a fun research road trip. And just some of the like the experiences we had and the, the stories we heard, it's like now turned into a whole new beast. Whereas like now we have like an incredible responsibility mm-hmm. to really tell this story as truthful and honest as we possibly can. And we've made some of the most incredible relationships and we still like talk on a regular basis, talk to all the veterans and the people that really? we met along the Yeah, along the road. Do you have Our, more... Um- of a, I guess, a respect for those in the military now? Absolutely, because I think that it's hard because I think we're now at a point where we've never been so disconnected from war as as we as we are because in the past like World War Two or Vietnam or anything like it's been so what's happening in in war has been everybody had been so affected and it's just different and now we've become a society where it's it's so much easier to just kind of like not think about it mm-hmm. and so and i hadn't thought about it i never really thought much about it or paid attention to like what these guys are actually going through and so n- now having it or having my eyes opened it's just like i have an incredible amount of respect for these guys and and it's just really sad that they come home and that they don't either reach out and get the help that they need or they're just not getting the help that they need to kind of like get back into being normal civilians Mm -hmm. and so that's what's kind of now so exciting about this project is that we can kind of like help tell that story and we can kind of uh shed a light on what they've been through to to the masses Mm -hmm. um as it was an eye-opener what was the biggest thing that you learned from 
talking to these veterans? Um, I think for me, it really was how difficult it is to come home. And, you know, we had a lot of guys tell us they were more afraid to come home than they were to actually go out into combat. Wow. Because they they just felt like they had been changed so much that they didn't even know how to come home and relate to their spouses or their parents anymore because they just felt like such a different person. And they were so afraid of that that some of them would be like, I would almost rather just stay here and be in the line of fire. Wow. Um, so that was, I think, the most shocking thing to me is to really like how intimidating or how difficult it is to come back and just kind of start your life again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so that's what we've been... The actual screenplay for the film has been really trying to focus on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's And it's been like two years of developing that screenplay. And even that, like our story, we had a story and set and then after meeting with everybody and collecting all their stories our movie has changed like um, tremendously mm-hmm. it's a totally different story now and like m- most all of the events that happen in the movie are based on different events that have ha- really happened to people yeah um, so when Stephen Graham first approached you for this movie mm-hmm. um what was what was your initial reaction to it like well my initial i just i I thought it was an incredible project, yeah. and uh, that's why I was initially like encouraging him, like, "You got to make this movie. You got whatever it takes. You like go on your road trip, just start writing it." And then when he and like asked me to be part of it and actually play a role in the film, I could not have been more excited mm-hmm. because it was something to be like. Well, I mean, I been kind of searching for a project that I could be part of from the beginning anyway because I wanted to start to get into producing and developing and and this uh, is your first time producing this is my first time producing uh so to have a project like this that was something that I could really get behind beyond just like a cool story it had a real cause and something that like you know as an artist it's, it's, it's exciting to make something that might actually affect somebody or like have an impact so I was just incredibly honored that he would have me. Mm -hmm. Um, When do you think that this will get into production? Well, (laughs) actually, we... uh, It just kind of leaked today on the internet. Um, But we are actually... We just shot a Kickstarter video because we had been taking all the meetings and a lot of the people that we had been... Like, producers we had been meeting with were like, well, you guys just aren't... I'm not going to give you money to make this with you guys as the leads because you're not famous enough. And so we were like, okay. And then we had other people who were like, well, it's just too depressing. Or even though like, I mean, it's a drama, but just people that would find any excuse to not want to make the movie. Mm -hmm. So we were finally like, screw it. Let's just, you know, with the success of Veronica Mars and Zach Mm -hmm. Braff, we were like, we've been working on this for two years and we want to make sure that we keep to the original intent of the project and so we just said, let's like try and raise the money ourselves. And so we shot a Kickstarter video and we weren't going to say anything about it till we were like ready to launch it. But yeah. it did leak today. So um, I'm pretty excited for that to kind of happen. And hopefully that'll be a path that will really uh, kind of expedite the process and then allow us to really make the film that we set out to make. Yeah, I I think Kickstarter is so amazing just because especially you guys, you heard no and then you decided to do it on your own. But. How have you have you ever used Kickstarter before? I had never used it, but okay. I uh, 
I've like don't. I mean, I guess I've used it in that I've like donated to people before yeah. in the past, and that I've like I was like brought to my attention probably two years ago, and I I think it's just uh, an incredible way for artists or anybody who's just trying to get something started because we do live in a new era now of like technology where you have the opportunity to just get out there and just make something that you yeah. don't need like for musicians i think it's amazing that they can just make an album without needing the, a label mm-hmm. or that they can just like go out on tour without having to like get somebody to pay for it that they can just do it all themselves and i think it's really the the future of making art and mm-hmm. so it's exciting to be part of that and i'm like thrilled to to get to our version of it yeah and it's definitely different um from you know just being an actor to having a larger role in the movie behind the scenes what originally made you get in like want to get into producing uh well i think because i wanted to start to make stuff that i felt like was a true reflection of who i was as Mm -hmm. opposed to just doing somebody else's work uh which is still fun and part of the collaboration process, but I wanted to do something that I was like, this is me and this is what I want to put out into the world. And uh, so that, so I knew that I wanted to get into producing. I didn't know, or, or just developing a project, whether that meant as a producer or a director or a writer, whatever. Um, but now doing this has like since inspired me to do like uh, write other projects and like create my own short films and stuff like that, because I think it's, like I was saying with like technology being what it is now like it's so accessible and anyone you can do it it's just a matter of doing it so uh yeah I just I don't know where I'm going with this but <laughs> I know that that it's really I don't know uh I think that's why I I was drawn to producing mm-hmm. so producing will be something that you'll do in addition to acting hopefully absolutely I think that the, 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 yeah uh, this whole process has been so exciting that it even has made like this and I still love acting acting yeah. is like what I do but it has made it to the point where now I wake up in the morning and I'm so excited about creating this project that like sometimes like getting an audition becomes like an afterthought I'm like oh yeah yeah I still gotta go audition for this or I still mm-hmm. gotta like do that job yeah. but it's just exciting to like wake up in the morning and have a different hats to put on yeah. and not be limited to just one thing um, I was actually gonna ask you about a dream role that you would want to be cast for, but I guess a dream role that you could create yourself. Yeah, be something that I could create myself. And there's so many different things that I want to do. Uh, but I think I'm a I'm a big fan of like kind of fantasy worlds or like world like movies that take you away to another world. And so like Basil Luhrmann is a, one of my favorite directors, Tim Burton. So I would love to do something like that. Uh, I think that that's like would be my ultimate. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I went to the Glad Awards this year with our creator, Maria Menounos, and mm-hmm. I saw you there on the red carpet um, with your fiance now, yes. Blue Hamilton. Yes. So congratulations, Thank first you. off. Um, you. And you actually you came out to your fans on Twitter, mm-hmm. which was um, a lot of people were like, oh, like that's interesting that like that was the, the medium that you choose to. Yeah, I think. <sighs> Without getting too much into yeah. it. Oh, no, I, think, I don't like, want to yeah. <laughs> pressure you at no, all. No, not at all. I think because f- for me, it was never about, like, coming out. Yeah. It was just about that uh, a major event had happened in my life and that I had gotten engaged. Yeah. And I didn't want to make a big deal about it because, to me, there were so many other aspects of, like, who I am that that just happens to be 
part of my life and so it was something that I wanted to share and just get have it be out of the way so that I didn't have to feel like I was hiding it I wanted to be able to be in public with him and, and you two have and been together be a for a really long time yeah we've been together point. for like yeah yeah, yeah. For like four years so um so for me it was just not about making some big announcement it was yeah. more about just like yeah this happened in my life mm-hmm. and but there's so many other things that are like happening in my life as well. Yeah. I actually heard several stories of people who um, they saw that and it, it helped them because they were, you know, struggling through, you know, having their family accept them or yeah. um, do you know of any, like, did that? Yeah. I mean, and that's one of the incredible things about things like Twitter yeah. or uh, is that so many people have now like written to me and said like you've inspired me to whatever ever come out or to be more true to who I am and th- them saying that to me inspires me because it makes me realize that like what we do is not for nothing yeah. and that it's to be able to to have that impact on somebody is just one of like the most incredible like special feelings ever so uh it's been I don't know it's been really cool you have that platform now where you yeah. can create change yeah so yeah it's exciting <laughs> um <laughs> you're you're blushing it's so cute blush. um so moving forward mm-hmm. in your career and in your life um what do you hope to accomplish i don't i think i just i hope to continue doing what i love and what i'm passionate about and whether that changes or stays the same is just to like always be evolving and just kind of doing what makes you happy and um so, I mean, I, I hope to accomplish making more films. I hope to accomplish a family. Like, yeah. And I hope there's, like, so many things. But, you know, every day is a new journey. And so you just kind of wake up and say, all right, world, what do you have for me today? <laughs> cool. Um, so this is our shameless plug time. All right. Talk about Let's anything that something. you want. Um, well, I mean, I honestly, we kind of already did. I know. The, one, the one thing that I really would want to plug is like the Thunder Road, and yeah. because it's something that I've obviously been working on for the past two years. Uh, but there will obviously there will be many more details to come yeah. about the Kickstarter and the actual process of getting that made. Uh, Do you guys I guess, have a budget set for that yet, or? Uh, yeah, we're, so we've been like working on getting a whole budget, and but that's again that's part of why we're not necessarily launching yet because obviously the amount that you ask for in your Kickstarter video is all dependent on what the budget is for your actual mm-hmm. film. Is and I forgot to ask this earlier. Yeah. Is Thunder Road going to be a portrayal of current, like more current or recent um, veterans coming home, or yes, from it, the past? it'll be okay. the current conflict. So like everyone Afghanistan, that's oh, Afghanistan okay. and Iraq and. Uh, those guys coming home and uh, trying to like come back into society. It actually follows Steven's characters, like the lead, and and then I play his best friend and kind of like our different journeys. And then Charlie Bewley, who's our third producing partner, he represents the British as- uh, involvement of the OIF and OEF. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's kind of like we also are like kind of had tried to set it up so that the, each one of us kind of represents like a certain kind of. I don't know, struggle or somebody who's like coming home and the different ways that people deal with coming home. Yeah. 
if that makes sense. <laughs> so people can expect to look out for the Kickstarter for that. Yes, eventually. And then um, Baby uh, Daddy. They can also find you on Baby Daddy Wednesday nights on ABC Family. Yes. Uh, you are going to be in six episodes this season. Uh, is that how many? I'm terrible. It's something around. I mean, something like that. I'm around for like six, six episodes. Ish. Yeah, six ish. <laughs> um, and then Twitter, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at the Mad Dallas. Um, and Instagram, I'm on there. <laughs> I'm, the thing is, I'm terrible at social media. I'm really? terrible at Twitter. I do, like, I, I get on it and I read them all, but... Um, so I'm on there. I, this is terrible. I shouldn't be <laughs> saying that I'm bad at it, but but I'm trying to be better. And But for me, because it really is about, like, being able to connect with fans. And mm-hmm. uh, not. I just... I have a hard time sometimes tweeting about what I had for lunch. <laughs> so, well, like, I know, you're yeah, like, you're that's like, not how yeah. you do Twitter. <laughs> so, so, I usually, like, when I say something, I try to, like, it to actually be of some, some substance. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I'm it's crazy to get how many, like, people I hear that from that they just, they hate Twitter or they, they don't know how to use it or whatever. Yeah. I'm getting better. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I hate Twitter because I think that Twitter is, like, it's, um, just presented incredible opportunities to be able yeah. to connect with fans and be able to like have a direct link with them has been awesome. Mm-hmm. Have you had a lot of fans on Twitter like, you know, say positive things and reach out to you in that regard? Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. And it's what does been, that mean to you? Oh, I can't. I mean, it's incredible. It's it's incredible. I mean, like I don't. It's just like, like I was saying, like to be able to realize to see that you actually have an impact or that you're like yeah. you're make a difference in people's lives and for them I don't think they realize how much of a difference they make in your life um, by the things that they say and not just because like oh we're a fan but some of the, the words that they offer and the amount of support that they offer is like I it's um, I don't know it's just unbelievable yeah because that's something I mean social media wasn't really around five years ago yeah. and up until very recently, actors, musicians, musicians, everyone in the industry really hasn't had that opportunity to hear feedback as much. Exactly. Um, so I think it's exciting. Yeah. Okay. Well, be Matt All Dallas right. on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Katherine Kelly. Make sure to check out Matt Dallas on Baby Daddy and in his upcoming film, Thunder Road. So, Matt, thank you yes. so much for coming in today and joining us. Me. You were great. So until next time, we will see you then. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.